0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. One thing maybe that uh, would come to our minds after having lived in 2020 um, is the idea of uh, living in the moment. Because a lot of times we take for granted the things that we have and we are not living in the moment, but we're living either in the past or living in the future or not making use of the time that we have in the present. And maybe this is because we somehow think that our time has no limit, right? Our time will last forever. We can use the time however we want. But um, I was reading in uh, The the Life of Anthony. The Life of Anthony is the biography about the life of St. Anthony that was written by St. Athanasius the Apostolic. And he he speaks about St. Anthony and the way that he chooses to live his life. This applies to the spiritual life. It applies to many things, the way we live our life. Um, So I'm just going to read for you what he says about the way that St. Anthony lived his life. It says, He, about St. Anthony, at least gave no thought to the past, but day by day, as if he were at the beginning of his discipline, applied greater pains for advancement, often repeating to himself the saying of Paul, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before. He was also mindful of the words of the prophet Elias, the Lord lives before whose presence I stand today. For he observed that in saying today, the prophet did not compute the time that had gone by, but daily as though ever commencing, he eagerly endeavored to make himself fit to appear before God, being pure in heart and ever ready to submit to his counsel and to him alone. What do we learn from this about the life of St. Anthony? Is that he lived, what says what, day by day, every day, You know, whenever we live in the past, we are so consumed with what's happened in the past, and we feel like it is preventing us from growing or moving forward in the future. Or when we're thinking too much about the future, we are worried about what is going to come, that we don't know how to live in the present. So I'm going to speak a little bit about some of the pitfalls of living in the past and living in the future and not making use of the present. The first pitfall of living in the past is regretting what cannot be changed. You know, there, all of us experience different things. And some of these things, all of them actually, once they happen, they're done. They're, they've happened. We can't, we can't undo the past. We can't undo what's, what has been done, whether it be mistakes, missed opportunities, failures, whatever it might be, whatever is in the past cannot be undone, cannot be changed. Isaiah spoke about the past, and he says what? Do not remember the former things, this is God speaking, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is a prophecy about the coming of the Messiah where God is telling the people, do not think about the past or the way that things were because I'm making a new covenant with you of, of how, how your future will look. Your future will not look the same as your past. So for us who maybe have gone through difficult challenges in our life or mistakes or failures or or harm or abuse that's happened to us in some way, we can think about this, of what God is speaking to us. And he's saying, do not remember the former things. Do not sit there wallowing and regretting the past. It's one thing to learn from the past. It's one thing to learn and not to repeat the mistakes of the past. But to keep reliving the past and being obsessed with the past and wanting to change the past cannot be changed. It is something we have to come to terms with. This is our life. This is what's happened to us. God allowed it for a reason. And now how can we use this to move forward. The second thing of pitfalls of living in the past is pride that derails our future. If my past is full of mistakes and pains and and failures, okay, maybe that's going to be a burden on me moving forward and I'm going to be struggling to live with that. But what if it is the opposite? What if my life is filled with success all the time, success and good things and, 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 and accomplishments that I have done? And I begin to Think that I'm invincible. I begin to think that there is nothing that I can ever fail in, and I expect myself to always be successful in everything that I do. This is the flip side of what St. Anthony was speaking about. If we have a spiritual failure, right, the next day is a new day. It's time for me to get up and to start again. If I have success, if I have spiritual success, and this often is what would happen to the monks in the wilderness, is that when they would begin to have all kinds of spiritual success, they would fall into pride and then they would be brought low again. They would be, you know, suffer temptation and fall by pride and by temptation even of the, of the Satan would come and, and tempt them. Saint Anthony, is saying every day, I don't consider the yesterday. If I was successful yesterday, I don't bring it to my mind. I don't, I don't, I'm not puffed up by the fact that I was successful yesterday in my spiritual discipline. If I was a failure yesterday in my spiritual discipline, I don't bring it to mind. Today is its own day. Today I have a spiritual discipline. Today I have a spiritual canon. Today I have a, a, a task to do. Today I have something good that I should do. And I focus only on the day, the moment, not on all the moments and all the days and all the years that have passed. In Proverbs 27, it says, Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Actually, this is the fall of the devil. How did it happen? Is because he, his heart was so lifted up in himself and he believed himself to be greater than God that he fell into this pride. So whether in my past I look and I find failures, I shouldn't let these things derail me or burden me. Or whether I look behind me and I find successes, these things should not be source of pride to me because every success that we have is by God's grace and by God's mercy and not because of my own talent. The third pitfall of living in the past is that while I'm living in the past, I'm missing opportunities in the present. If we are focusing so much on the past, we forget to live in the present and we are stuck because we keep thinking about something that is complete and done and cannot be changed. While in the meantime, there are things that are happening now in the present, in in the current day, that are opportunities for me to grow, to change, to improve, to advance, to correct things, to to, to use opportunities that God has given me to do something good. And maybe I'm not even focusing on these or thinking about these because I'm too much thinking and focusing on the past. St. Paul spoke about the godly sorrow and the worldly sorrow. He says what in 2 Corinthians 7? He said, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. If I am so filled with the sorrow of the world, the sorrow of the world, the sorrow of regret, the sorrow of the past, the sorrow of things that have happened to me and pitying myself, then this actually produces death because we can no longer function, we can no longer live, we can no longer repent, we can no longer strive for, toward God or to be with him because we are so stuck in our ways. The last pitfall I wanna mention of living in the past is a, lo- a loss of self-confidence, a loss of confidence in myself. If I am always focusing on the failures, on the things that have happened in my past, then I begin to think that I can never produce anything else. Maybe I am never able to be successful. Maybe I am never able to overcome and, and to, to succeed again where I failed before, and I'm afraid to even try, right? St. Paul, actually, he overcame things when Christ comforted him with the failure of the— or, sorry, St. Peter. St. Peter, he, over, he overcame the idea that he had failed by denying Christ, right? He, he, he had failed by denying Christ. And when Christ came to him and he comforted him and he restored him again to his apostleship— St. Peter accepted this. He accepted it. He didn't, he didn't say, you know what, I can never amount to anything. I can never become an apostle again. I can never serve the Lord. I can never preach in his name. How could I go out again and be, a, be an apostle after I? it is known among even all the other apostles that I have denied the Lord? How can I go and be an apostle again? Right? He didn't let the fact that he had failed become something that derailed him from believing that he could, and by the grace of God, succeed. And this is something that we maybe struggle with. If I failed once or twice or three times or 10 times, does that mean that I am a failure? Does that mean that I should never try again? Does it mean that I'm always gonna be focusing on what happened to me before and feel paralyzed and unable to move forward? This is another pitfall of living in the past. What about pitfalls of living in the future? One pitfall of living in the future is the idea of boasting of the future. I feel like I have it all figured out. My life is all planned ahead of time. I know everything of what's going to happen. First, I'm going to do this, then this, then this. And it's all clear and laid out in in front of me of the path that I'm going to take. St. James spoke about people that think this way. He said what? in, In James 4, he said, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil." One of the pitfalls that comes from being successful in our life and maybe always getting things right, maybe always being there, um, being able to make use of the opportunities that were given and not experiencing so many failures, is that we become boastful about tomorrow. I begin to feel like I am invincible, but like there is nothing that can ever derail me. There's nothing that can stop me. There's nothing that can slow me down. And I don't really even care about the will of God. What matters is my will. What matters what I think, what I want to do. And I feel so powerful because I've experienced success after success after success. And this is one of the pitfalls of living always in the future, thinking that whatever I imagine is what is definitely going to happen. You know, we live in a society that teaches this. We live in a society that pretty much says whatever you set your mind to, your heart to, you will you will achieve and you will succeed. It sounds nice. And, you know, the intention is try your best, try as hard as you can, which is a noble thing. But is it really the case that anything that I put my mind to, anything that I want to achieve, I will definitely without a doubt achieve? This is putting all of the focus on myself. My success and my achievement is completely on me. If I do a good job, if I try hard enough, then I will definitely succeed. But we know this isn't the case. We know people who were very smart, very intelligent, that had you know, everything going for them. And then something happened out of their control that made them not able to continue or not able to succeed in some, in some aspect. What if God doesn't want me to succeed down a certain path because he wants to open for me a different path? Do we call that a failure? Is it a failure because God showed me a path that I was walking on that he doesn't want me to continue to walk on? No, actually, this is a success. It's a success because our definition of success is that we follow the will of God and not to follow our own will. So one of the the issues with living in the future is someone who believes they can control the future. The future is out of our control. We live day by day, as Saint Anthony said, we live day by day. We trust in God for the future. We trust that God will protect us and provide for us in the future, but it is in his hands, not in our own hands. And if he decides that it should go one way or go another way, who are we to stand in God's way and say, no, this isn't the way that I want it to be. Just like these people here that St. James is speaking about, who assume that tomorrow I'm going to be able to do this and this and this, and the next day I can do this and this and this. But he said instead, he should say what? If God wills, if God wills, I will do this and that. If God wills, I will work in this way if god wills i will live in this place if god wills i will marry this person if god's wills then i will have a certain service to do but not because it is my mind in my mind or my will but because it is the will of god the flip side of this is someone who is what always afraid of the future maybe this is the biggest problem that we have is that we're always afraid of what is it the future might bring even if right now things seem okay for me but what happens to us when we see other people suffering? Even if I'm not the one suffering. When I see another person who had maybe a loved one who, 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 who passes away. And even though it is not my loved one, and even though it is not from my family, but it reminds me that this is the, the world that we live in. The world we live in that has suffering in it. And maybe that makes me afraid. Even if I don't feel suffering now, I feel suffering. I, I'm afraid of suffering that I might experience in the future. God is comforting the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 31. He says, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you, he will be with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you, do not fear nor be dismayed. The future is inherently unknown and uncertain. And if we are afraid of the future, obsessed with what the future might bring, again, it paralyzes us, just like regretting the past. It paralyzes us. I don't want to take any risk. I don't want to do anything. I want to stay as protected as possible because I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of what might happen. I'm afraid of something that could happen to me. And that paralyzes me, even makes me anxious, maybe even having panic attacks about something that hasn't even happened. Just something that I think could potentially happen in the future, and I'm afraid Here, God is reminding us that he is the one who goes before us. He is the one who is leading the way. He's the one who is preparing the place for us. Even when Christ is speaking to the people and he says, what I go before you to heaven to prepare a place for you. This is what God is saying. I go before you to prepare a place for you so that when you arrive, you will find that everything is in its place. Everything is ready for you. When we go to heaven by the will of God, we will find that everything is in its place like everything of mine is already labeled everything of mine god has already prepared and set it to be in order so that when i come it is prepared kind of like when you when you have a hotel reservation they've already prepared the room for you when you go there the room is ready right it's prepared for you it's not like something strange and unexpected god expects everything there is nothing unexpected with god he knows exactly what he's doing and he calls us to trust in him and not be afraid of the future finally i want to speak about the pitfalls of the present Okay, we spoke about not regretting the past and living in the past and how that paralyzes us. We talked about the future, not boasting in the future, not being afraid of the future, because that also doesn't allow us to, to, to that, that paralyzes us in a different way, right? It, it makes us think maybe that we are in more control of our lives than we are, or that we're afraid to do anything or take any action. The pitfalls of the present, I have two things. The first one is wasting the time, wasting the present. Because, again, if, if God has given me the time that I have, how am I using this time? How am I using the time? Maybe I'm not regretting the past. Maybe I'm not afraid of the future, right? But even still, how do I use the time that I have today, right? Living in the moment. How often do we live in the moment? How often are we in a place and we are just wanting that wherever we are to be somewhere else? How often are we someplace and we're just, I can't wait for this experience, whatever it is, to be over so that I can do XYZ? How often do we live in the moment versus how often are we just wanting the moment to end? Right? What do we do with the time God gives? What do we do with the experiences that God allows us to have? Do we learn from them? Ephesians 5.16, it says, Redeem the time because the days are evil. Use the time. God has given us the time. How do we use the time? Day after day passes. It's easy for us to always feel like we have yet another day. We have another opportunity. We have another time. And so we say, you know what? Today is not that important. I can do what I want. It's not so, it's not so important. I can waste the time today because I have tomorrow. And then the next day comes and I, again, I have the same feeling. Well, there's still another day after this. So I don't have to be doing really anything so much. I can just do what I want today because there's still tomorrow. Eventually, those tomorrows add up to years and decades. And then I look back at my life and I say, what did I do with the years and the decades that I had? Maybe I kept saying I'm going to do it tomorrow, and tomorrow never came. So this is a pitfall of the present, is I waste it. We only live in the present. And this is one of the things that St. Anthony was saying. We don't live in the past, and we don't live in the future. We only live in the moment. The moment is the only thing that exists. The past doesn't exist anymore, and the future doesn't exist yet. And the only thing that exists is the present moment and all the thoughts that I have in this present moment. Any good or any virtue can only be done in the present. And any sin can only be committed in the present. If you think about it, anything good we do or anything bad we do can only be done in the present, right? So so we should use the present. We should use the present correctly. The last point is not focusing on the right thing. We use the time with, with a lack of focus. In 2 Timothy 3.7, St. Paul says, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Right? What is the priority of how we use our present time? I'm always learning. I'm always learning what? Am I always learning something that's valuable? Am I spending all my time investing in something that will perish? Spending all my time investing in something that is useless. Right? Maybe it's useful in the world. Maybe the world exalts it. Maybe the world will reward me for this knowledge. But what is the ultimate reward? It's what I'm using my time for, even though it might be something that I'm, I'm not wasting it. I'm not just sitting idle. I'm not just seeking entertainment. I'm using my time, but am I using it for good? Am I using it for something positive? I'm using something to glorify God. So in conclusion, we should live in the moment. We should not take for granted the things that we have been given because God wants us to use them in the moment, to enjoy them in the moment, to appreciate them in the moment. And if we have any kind of failure, whether it's spiritual failure or otherwise in the past, say this past year, it's done. It's gone. It's, it's finished. It's not, it's not with us anymore. It's, it's in the past. The past doesn't exist right now. And if we're afraid about what the next year might bring, again, it hasn't happened. Right now, we're only living in the moment. May God grant us that we learn how to live like St. Anthony, only focusing on the moment. If I fail miserably one day, well, the next day is a new day. I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to live the day before. I don't have to let that day affect me the next day. I can always be focusing on today and finding God in everything that I do. And glory be to God forever. Amen.